The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 24th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the eleven and those with them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written, that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things, and see, I am sending upon you what my Father promised. So stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven, and they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and they were continually in the temple blessing God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you from God, our Creator, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Each and every Sunday in the season of Easter, we have made a proclamation of faith in the words of one of our creeds. In the words that we proclaim sound something along these lines. I, or we, believe that he was crucified, died, and was buried, descended to the dead, and on the third day rose again and ascended into heaven. Today is that moment where we transition from witnessing the resurrection to the moment where we witness the ascension. And the ascension itself inaugurates a new time in the life of the church, a time of, well, witness. Witness to the resurrected Lord, witness to the ascended Lord, witness to the continued work of that Lord in the world. And our challenge today is to figure out where we should be looking to as we witness. Jesus starts today by instructing us to look back. He looks back at Moses, the psalmist, and even the prophets. And what he does is he makes it clear that he's not replacing their place in faith. He's not replacing their history. But instead, he's taking his own place in it. He sees God's movement in all of history and all of creation. God's mercy as a singular and yet ongoing event. Just as Moses helped to reveal to the people the liberating work of God in their escape from Egypt, so too are we liberated, liberated through the work of the cross, liberated from the ways of sin in this world. Just as the Holy Spirit informed and inspired the psalmists and the prophets in their words, so too is that same Holy Spirit coming to the apostles, sending them out, giving them the words to continue to do the work of God. Jesus, you see, reflects upon his earthly ministry. Jesus reflects upon the 40 days that have passed since the resurrection. A preaching tour where he's gone about providing evidence of his resurrection while promising the kingdom that is yet to come. And it feels kind of like a graduation speech this time of year. The speeches that you hear where you have the retrospect to what's been. Reflect upon all the experiences of the years past, but look ahead to what it is 
that is coming next. And that's where Jesus shifts. He says, okay, we've looked at the past. Now, now we need to anticipate what it is that is coming next. And the disciples, the disciples start to do this work and they cannot help but think about the days to come. Just like the great theologian Carly Simon once said, we can never know about the days to come, but we think about them anyway. And I wonder if I'm really with you now or just chasing after some finer day. Oh, come on, Jeremy, you know this one. <laughs> Anticipation. Come on, choir. Anticipation. It's making me late. It's keeping me late. Okay, we get the idea. Very good. Thank you for your help. My mom would be so proud. I'm just going to say, so proud. But it's true. Here today, we have disciples who keep waiting, who are anticipating and want to know all the details of the days to come, but are told that instead they must simply wait for things to play out. They must wait for the giving of the Holy Spirit, which will happen in next week's sermon, by the way, at Pentecost. Then. They have to wait for the coming of God's kingdom at a time that they don't know. But they expect that time to be really, really soon. They're anticipating Jesus' return to occur, if not the coming days, certainly in the coming months, if not years. And yet the years have passed, almost 2,000 of them, and we still anticipate that very same return. And that's the challenge for us. We live in the in-between, just as the apostles are stepping into that in-between moment. In between the ascension and the return of Jesus Christ. In between his leaving and his coming back and the full realization of his kingdom. And the question is, what do we do in this in-between time? Jesus gives us a simple instruction. The answer is you share my message. And the message itself is likewise rather simple. Repent. Very same message that John the Baptist carried into the wilderness. The very same message that stood as the content of Jesus' first sermon to the people. Repent. Repent and share the message of the forgiveness of sins. And then, then Jesus says, where? He says, go to Jerusalem. Go to your family. Go to your friends. Go to your church. Go to the community of faithful people. Start with them. Then then cross over to, to Judea. Go to your neighbors. Maybe the ones who you're not quite sure you want to invite to church, but the ones who, who could use the good news in their life too. And once you've reached them with my good news, then you go into Samaria. Go to the people who you struggle with. Go to the people who live across boundaries and borders you'd rather not cross. Then, once you've done that, just keep going. Just keep going. Go all the way to the ends of the earth because that's how far this message of repentance and forgiveness of sins needs to go. And ascension is the moment that inaugurates this whole new time of witness, 
for the church, for the apostles, for all of time. That brings us then to the last place we're looking today. We looked back in retrospect. We're anticipating what's coming. But in the meantime, we're looking up. As I mentioned already, I love depictions of the Ascension. This banner, top notch. It's based on, on some artwork from one of our old bulletins. And I just love Jesus' little toesies sticking out of the clouds. They're so cute you can just tickle. But you got to remember, the disciples don't want to let go. They're really attached to this guy. And as he's going up, they're just stuck staring up because they don't know what's next. They're so used to someone showing them and teaching them and guiding them and holding them by the hand. Now that he's gone, what do we do? Well, we find out really quickly what we don't do. You don't just sit there and stare up. The angels go, <clears throat> stop looking up. He's gone and he ain't coming back for a while. And when he does, you'll know but in the meantime, instead of looking up, maybe you should look around. Go, look around. Because looking up sometimes is nice. Looking forward, looking back, it's all good. But if you're going to do God's work, God's work is here now. And God's work is at hand all around us. And it starts with returning your life back to God seeking forgiveness and learning to forgive others. It means finding where it is that the Holy Spirit is leading you in this world to share mercy and forgiveness and love for those who suffer around us. We confess our faith in the season of Easter as we enter into this new time of anticipation in this ascension moment. We must learn to look around. And while we don't know the day or the time or the place of Jesus' return, we know where to look. In the meantime, we look around at our neighbors in need. We look around to those who need forgiveness in their life. We look around to find Christ that we may return to his ways of love and mercy. That's our job today. Stop staring above and waiting for God to intercede, but instead intercede ourselves on God's behalf, empowered by the Holy Spirit already here on our behalf. Thanks be to God for this new in-between time that calls us to action. Amen.